God wants to be involved in your life. He wants to meet you where you're at. But he, the catch is, in our, our prosperous nation of America, up to this point, we want to recognize him, but we want to be God of our own life. And you can't have both. You can't have two gods. You can only have one. And every one of us has a created value. And that created value is amazing and it's eternal, but only God knows what our true individual value is. And it's very powerful to have faith in God. In John chapter 3, it says that no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born again. And that doesn't make sense to your mind because it's actually faith that comes from your heart where you'll trust in Him and believe in Him. Now, the reason why we believe in Jesus Christ because He was a living example, walked the earth and showed us how to walk by the Holy Spirit and the Father's love. And no one else is going to get to be a Jesus Christ, but no one else is going to get to be a Travis Klingerman or Frederick March. I mean, he literally likes you. Now, I don't know what your name is right now, but he does. And he also promises in the Bible that he'll give you your own name that will last for eternity, but he's going to meet you where you're at right now. So that's up to you on where, what you decide to love. Are you going to love this life more than you're willing to love him? Are you going to love, you know, what are you going to love? Because there's lots of things that people think they love and they really don't. It's a false fulfillment that's only momentary. And every day when you wake up or an hour later, you've got to fulfill that love again. And it's like a bottomless pit. And that love is just totally lost. Now you have a few minutes of satisfaction, but then it's empty again. And I think that's more like a warning from God that you're looking for love in the wrong places. Because every single human, if you can breathe, you're equipped with a measure of faith. And when you choose to believe, it is incredible what He will do for you, in you, and through you. He'll meet you where you're at. It doesn't matter whether you're married or not married. And your mind immediately thinks, well, I have to do this or this. And it's not true. What you only need to do is call on the name of the Lord. And He provided a door through Jesus Christ. That's the only door I know of. It's the only door I know that's worked. There's many religions, there's many gods, but none of them are powerful. None of them will heal your heart. None of them will make crooked paths straight. They'll put you under law, they'll hold your thumb to you, and they'll actually destroy you. They'll take your freedoms away from you. But real Christianity is when you love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. You know, that's impossible. But in Christ, in surrendering and getting born again, you feel this love that's given to you freely and you're like man wait a minute that's just too good to be true and then someone else that doesn't have any hope you can't help but share that new hope you found and that's called love when you believe that god loves you more than you love yourself and you're willing to love other people and show them their value by the words that come out of your mouth or the smile off your face or the nice kind things like have a good day that you can say out of your own mouth that's how valuable your life is so we're God wants to go with you to work. He wants to go with you to family get-togethers. He wants to go with you driving down the road. He wants his life to be alive in you. That's real Christianity. Religions tried to steal it, tried to compartmentalize it, tried to put denominations on it. And I want you to know all that's lies. It's lies. 
God wants a personal relationship. That's when you choose to call on his name with your mouth. You're bypassing your mind and what you can figure out and quantify and justify and what equations and how many different ways you can think of it. And you're actually stopping it. Stop it. I will choose to believe God. And I will do my best to trust him and have faith in him. And your mind will say, hey, you're, you're, you're truly going to die. You're out of control. Well, mind, I've let you be in control and you've shown me nothing. Nothing. I choose to believe God. I love 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's a book in the Bible that Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. There was a group of people that were really zealous towards God, but their zeal way outweighed their wisdom. Because wisdom only comes from God. And the inside of the Holy Spirit is absolutely amazing because he'll give you God ideas instead of good ideas. And that has changed my life because I'm naturally very hard-headed and strong-willed. And when I decide to do something, I really want to do it. And then I get so mad at myself, I begin to hate life. And I'll never forget the day in my room that God came by the power of his Holy Spirit, met me in my room and said, your life's valuable to me. I'm like, how can it be? It's not even valuable to me, myself. And all I could feel was his love. Well, guess what I followed? I followed that love. Some people call it hope. Some people call it faith. Call it love. I don't know what the exact word is, but I do know this. It's real. I do know if you're looking for relationships in the wrong ways or out of timing, it's a lie. It'll never fulfill you. I know there's God-given secrets that when you honor God more than yourself, like waiting to have sex till you're married, God will bless that marriage. He'll bless it. He'll guide it. Why? Because you put his standards before your self-gratification standards. Now that's a process and God doesn't hold it against you if you did that wrongly, but one of the most powerful things we have to do when we choose to trust God is to repent. Repent. What does that mean? Lord, I see that it's wrong. I see that it's wrong. I'm sorry I did that. I didn't know. Please help me. Change me. I repent to you because it's, it's blocking the love, that river of living water you're giving to the depths of my heart and giving me life. I can tell that the flow is slowing down. I don't want this. I want your flow. I want your love. God says it's okay. I have grace and mercy for you. You just follow me and let's change this one thing. What do you mean this one thing? Like, would you quit watching that TV show? Because that TV show is what's feeding, feeding very smallly a little bit every day to destroy you. And now you can see it, but you couldn't see it the last three years. Lord, I don't get it. That just helps me forget about my problems in the world just for a half hour. Yeah, I know, but it's also feeding something in you that will destroy your future. I thought you said you wanted to see through my eyes and hear with my ears. You wanted to follow this love. I do. Well, that's the new nature. That's the nature of the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus Christ walked with, and that's what you have in seed form. And if you'll put the right hope, faith, love, prayers, uh, worship, or things that you commune with me, this will grow. But you can't have both. You can't have fleshly, carnal, momentary satisfaction that feeds your flesh. That part of you will die. But your life will live in me. I'll never forget that. I'll say, I won't watch that anymore. 
and I haven't to this day. Even sometimes when I watch a movie and I'm like, no, it looks like it'll be good. And at the end, I'm like, I just wasted two hours of my life. That was horrible. I know why it was so horrible. It wasn't just entertainment. It was feeding a part of me that needs to die. And it will die. It'll fall off this spirit. You know, we're eternal creatures. Our culture has quit talking like this, but I, I want you to know. But we're eternal creatures. And you need to choose this day who you're going to serve. And I'm telling you that I found life. Now, is my life perfect? No, but I found a life that was perfect, and that's in walking with God. Um, yes, I do pray every day. Yes, I do call on the name of the Lord. Yes, I give thanks every day with my mouth to God for the good. And when bad things happen, or I react badly, maybe out of frustration or anger or whatever, because I'm not perfect, but I know this, I'll recognize it immediately and I'll say, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't want to do it that way. And immediately his Holy Spirit is right there to say, come on, this way. That's not the real you. I know the real you. Come on with me. Come on. And we continue on down the trail. That same grace and mercy gives you the power to forgive and be forgiven. He already chose to forgive you. He already chose to forgive you. You're forgiven. You've already been forgave. This is real. Sounds like it's too good to be true. Well, you need to Begin to let him say who you are and forgive yourself. It's amazing that that love will wash away things that have been holding you down, holding you back, and trapping you in this life. Because I'm telling you, I'm not trapped in this life. I am so excited to get up every day. Even when things don't go the way I want them to. Just like this morning. I couldn't find some tools that I needed to carry home my day, and I was so mad. And my daughter borrowed them took them, whichever way you want to say it, it's the same result. They're gone. They're with her. They're at the city. She's going to use them in college. And uh, mama didn't even ask dad. And I use those tools every day. But if my child has need, she can have it. That's how it is. Your father is the same way. I wanted to read some verses because you're not going to unlock the door to your spirit without reading the Bible and asking the Holy Spirit for help. You just won't because he will not violate your individual free will. He won't do it. You have a sliver of God. Every human was made in the image of God and it was passed down from generation to generation. And you have your own moral compass because he wants you to choose to love him back. He already loved you. It's unconditional. If you refuse his love, it's your choice, not his. And you will die. But you chose it. He hasn't turned from you. He hasn't looked away from you. He is calling on your heart right now. And you have to say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. Have my heart. It's a cliche, but what you're really saying is, Lord, I want your life in mine. Please walk me down this path so I can have more of you. Those things are so important. Well, me and Frederick were visiting earlier today and we are talking about the simplicity of just reading the words of red in your Bible, not even understanding them, can't even pronounce the words, and then asking God to show you what it means, asking the Holy Spirit for help. And he would continually show up. Well, I'm going to share just a few verses. This is Luke 11, verse 9 through 13. This is Jesus talking. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open. 
if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's so powerful to me. Because I'll give my life for my kids right now. Just like the laptop too. Right now. I would die in a heartbeat to give them one more day of life. And he says, man, just like you can't compare evil and good, they're, they're two different things. He's saying the love that I have for my daughter doesn't compare to the love that he has for me. That's why he, those are the words that he chose. Just like you being evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more does your heavenly father? Think about that. I'm throwing caution to the wind. I want God. I want his love, his ways, his thoughts. I want him. I want his identity that's for eternity that he's meant for me and you. It's set aside for you. So I want to encourage you to call on the name of the Lord. No, it is not any name you want. It's actually the door that was opened at the cross through the blood of the man that was born of a virgin. His name was Jesus Christ. Call on him and ask the Holy Spirit. There's only one. The Holy Spirit for help. And he will come and teach you truth about all things. So I dare you, trust God more than you trust yourself. Trust the kingdom of God that lasts forever more than this world. It doesn't matter where this finds you. The truth is God loves you and he'll meet you where you're at. He already knows and been waiting on you to call on his name. So I would do it right now in Jesus' name. Amen.